My bed is a spaceship. The tree in the sea. Chapter five. So so so. The mighty motion shook violently before settling down on the huge branch of the tree. The spacemates caught their breath, then looked around their new surroundings. Satanastic," said Curtis, as he stared up between the branches. They were all thick with a green moss, which made the area feel like it was carpeted. There was warmth in the air, like being in a steamy bathroom. He felt so relaxed that he could have fallen asleep. He could hear what sounded like the tweeting of birds, but also another beat, as if someone was playing an electric guitar. The more he listened, the greater the number of different sounds he heard. The spacemates began to nod their heads to the music. Then their arms began to twitch, and their legs started to move. Within seconds, they were dancing. What one might call flower birds rose from the moss around them. Although they appeared at first like small, multicolored songbirds, they were in fact flowers attached to the tree by long, thin green stalks. Their beaks shone in various colors, and their wings were of many different patterns. They rose and flew around. After a few moments, their stalks were interwoven, and the birds became stuck in various positions. The music stopped, and the birds stayed still for many moments. Without any warning, the birds then began to move backwards, retracing their original flights back to the tree branch. They unwound themselves in the process. Then, the branch of the tree began to move upwards. As if it was on an elevator, the branches above them moved out of the way as they approached them. Every so often, they passed large clusters of what looked like berries, but in various colours and patterns. What shall we do? asked Curtis. <laughs> Said Mr. Hippo. Eat the fruit. The other spacemates stared at Mr. Hippo, whose skin changed colour. Depending on which fruit he was chewing, he went from green and orange spots to purple and yellow stripes, before coming out in a blue tree-shaped rash. The tree branch rose higher and higher. Soon they could see out to the view of the seas around them. There were many patches of colour, but they were so high that they could see little else. Curtis thought. That the tree was taller than the tallest mountain on Earth, Everest. It made his feet and hands tingle. Different creatures came to stare at the spacemates as they ascended. The spacemates could make out strange beaks, eyes, and large, floppy ears hiding in the thickness of the other branches. Eventually, the branch slowed down as they reached near the top of the tree. This was the thinnest part of the whole plant. It violently lurched back and forth as if it was hit by strong winds. This made Curtis even more scared, and Mr. Hippo, who had his paws covering his eyes and his mouth, was biting onto the duvet so they would not fall off. They came to a complete stop 
about 50 feet short of the summit. The spacemates stared in disbelief as a really rotund, large creature began to descend from the very tip of the tree. Curtis thought that he would be too heavy to reach the top. The creature then leaped from a branch, which was no thicker than a twig, and onto the bed, completing a double somersault in the process. The huge beast took up most of the bed and was as round as a ball. He was green, with huge purple eyes and a beak for a mouth. Within seconds, his body reduced in size, as if air was being let out of him. Within a minute, he was a tall and thin, twig-like person whose mouth and eyes seemed huge because they were the only part that stayed the same size. Thank you so, so, so much for coming, he said in a deep voice. Manners, manners so, so important. So, so, so sorry. Tea? You want tea? Of course you want tea. Tea, tea, tea. So, so, so good for you. So, so, so sorry. Hello, I'm Curtis, and these are my spacemates, First Officer Zip, Mr. Hippo, and the Scroll of the Galaxies. So, so, so splendidly pleased to meet you all, said the strange creature. Well, my name here can't be translated into English, so you should just call me by my short name, So-so-so. So-so-so? Yes, So-so-so. So-so-so then smiled as the branch began to descend. It fell so quickly that the spacemates felt that they were in the air for the majority of the 30-second trip. They stopped with a jolt and the branch pulled itself into the main enormous trunk and deep into the tree itself. Plutillion, said Curtis as he looked around the huge area. It was covered in snow with countless different creatures skiing back and forth between igloos. So-so-so pointed to the middle building, which, like all the others, was leaning to the left. Similar creatures to So-so-so skied over to them and ushered the spacemates into the largest igloo, where a model of the tree itself stood proudly in the middle. There were many different floors inside the trunk and different habitats on various branches. The model was leaning to the left, we're so, so, so worried, for we're sinking in the sea, said So, So, So. There was a huge judder, and the tree shook again and slipped further to the left. The model shook, fell over and smashed into pieces. Why are you sinking? asked Curtis. We don't so, so, so know, So, So, So replied. Well... We'll take a look underwater, said Curtis. Indeed, get the bed ready for an underwater adventure, First Officer Zip said to Mr. Hippo. Mr. Hippo, who was still eating those strange berries, nodded as his skin turned into brown and blue zigzag patterns. <laughs>